0: Podcast, movie,
1: movie, podcast,
0: movie, movie, podcast, movie, movie, podcast, movie, movie, podcast, movie, movie, podcast, movie, movie, podcast.
1: Are you getting this? Yeah. What
0: said.
1: Welcome
2: to movie movie podcast number thirty, everybody. This is a special podcast. Uh, I'm your host Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Peter. Hey, it's Peter Russell.
3: <laughs> you know my name.
2: <laughs> and
3: Alex.
1: I forgot my name.
3: Uh, and this is... Wow! It actually turns out that this is number
2: thirty. Yeah, this is number thirty. It's weird, right? Well, that's pretty cute. Yeah. Uh,
1: yep. This is thirty.
2: This is. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll talk about that oh soon. I'm sure. In one year. Uh, so yeah, this, we're going to go through our top ten of the years. Uh, just going through all the movies that we saw this year, which, if you've been listening along, has been a lot. Uh, yeah. But do you guys want to do worst of the year first?
3: Yeah, so we, we uh, like as, as I was talking earlier. We will post the list of all the movies we saw, yeah, that were released this year or later. On. Yeah, but
1: first we want to start in a down note. Yeah, we want to start on the bottom.
3: Yeah, since the Razzie nominations just came out the other day. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, me either. I bet modern error. It's funny because the internet's kind of turning on the Razzies. Like once again this year, the Razzies play it safe. <laughs> <laughs> It's like why are you going against the, the, the awards for worst of the year that uh, there's like such an organization that's shitty enough to do this. Yeah, seriously. So let's do it.
2: Yeah, so let's do it. Alright, uh so Pete, uh nominated worst of the year.
3: Uh I'm gonna start easy. I'm gonna start slow and go with one of my least favorite movies of the year, Dark Shadows. Oh, that was oh. Bad. I, that I second that. Yeah,
2: Dark Shadows is pretty bad.
3: Uh Ross, what do you got? I- the, yeah, just uh, real quick. Uh, oh. Incredibly boring and and above all useless yeah. and not fun. <clears throat> yeah,
2: I think most of these. You could probably say that about all of these movies.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Russ, I'm gonna drop a little bomb called Premium Rush. <laughs> it uh, was a complete waste of time, and it wasn't even that good. <laughs>
1: No, nope, but like, I, I, I see, man. I don't think that movie is good. I don't think it's that bad, though.
0: it's, yeah. the, it, it's bad. I would not nominate that one, but uh, I respect your right I to do. Couldn't so. stand it. Not fun and implausible. Hi, uh, <laughs>
1: oh, Alex. Well, this I'd like you guys to tell you about a movie that I will meet at the gates of hell. Alex Cross. Oh my oh, God, right. I
0: completely forgot oh, about God. that. <laughs> I got to preface, everybody listening there, we saw so many bad movies, Mm -hmm. I definitely forgot about a lot of them. So,
1: this is a movie that I don't think anyone thought was going to be good, but I don't think anyone was prepared for how just terrible it was. Um, It just wasn't interesting at all. Matthew Fox was Creepy, but not you know, creepy. Like he's a serial creepy. Just like, oh, this guy doesn't have his life together, and this is what he's stuck doing. Creepy. <laughs> um, but Tyler Perry was like so sincere, trying to like this, trying to, to trying to get people to like it, and trying to be good in it. That when he was so bad and everyone hated it, it almost made me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, it's uh, there's just so many laughable moments ever in this movie. Every time he tries she to be serious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that have to nominate
2: Oscar. Definitely. Uh I'm gonna say that's my boy.
0: Oh, oh I was just about
2: to. Yeah, I'm sure everybody wanted to say this because this was truly one of the worst movies of the year. Just unfunny. Uh, Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg, father-son comedy. I guess with just a lot of annoying accents and just it. With Vanilla Ice. With Vanilla Ice. Um, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan.
3: <laughs> I forgot Rex Ryan.
2: Was there. did forget. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I should take this off the list. No, no. we are leaving it on the list. Um, all right. All right. But no, th- this movie, I don't know. It was, it wasn't laughably bad because uh, it wasn't funny. Like that's how, I don't know. I, maybe we shouldn't expect all this much from Adam Sandler anymore, right? No, that is a good point. Yeah.
3: Uh, Pete? Uh, since I start off with an easy one, I'm going to go with a little bit of a, I know people like this, well, nobody really in this podcast that much, but um, this is 40. No, that was on my list. <laughs> really thought really like thought it over looking at the list, I was like, you know, there's not a movie that I dislike more, but really had no business being that bad. Mm-hmm. I um, totally agree. Uh, we just podcasted about it, so not a lot to say, except yeah. that it was uh, fucking awful.
2: I hated it. Uh, Russ.
0: Alright, um, I'd say I gotta go with Rock of Ages.
1: Oh, um, I was—that was one coming up for me. Really?
0: Like that's my boy Rock of Ages. I saw him the same day, <laughs> and I drank a lot of Four loco. new recipe, which still works for getting you drunk. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. Um, and it, it just was completely uninspired, not interesting. It was just very a, a bland, shitty musical. That was just overblown in every conceivable way. I can't imagine how much money they sunk into a budget to make a movie that no one seemed to give a fuck about, except Tom Cruise.
1: Have um, you uh, a, a movie a, about a like movie, I... Have a soul. <laughs> What'd you say? If you're trying to make a movie like Rock and Roll and Revolution, like try to have a soul with it, right? Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- this was the most like glam bullshit. Like I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen the play, but i
1: Definitely won't. Yeah, uh, Alex. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I am going to say
3: battleship. Oh, completely disagree. <laughs> really? Really? I don't, like I, it's, it like unlike, well, I would think it's. I disagree
1: with this Project. is forty. I don't think this is forty. Is I'd rather watch this is forty again than battleship. <laughs> I
2: am on yeah. Pete's boat, and that is to say, not battleship.
0: I I would watch battleship again.
2: Yeah, I have watched battleship again.
0: So. Well, I think it deserves to be on the list. I I do agree with Peter. I'd rather watch Battleship because it's shorter. <laughs> this is forty. You got to remember, it's yeah. very long.
2: Battleship is at least funny. And Battleship's real fucking long too.
0: No Whether out. it's unintentional or not. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It's it on the list.
1: It's not even that. I wasn't even laughing that much watching. When that. those
2: old people show up at the end and they're just like on the boat. Yeah, like the birds. That was great. <laughs> I loved it.
1: <laughs> uh, the movie's not good.
3: Uh, it's not, it, but yeah. It was uh, Yeah, but it was funnier than This Is 40. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, all right, maybe.
3: Takes. <laughs> um, uh, let's
2: see here. I am going to say Piranha 3 D. That's fair. God, that uh, was yeah. Funny, wasn't it? This movie, I mean, coming off of the first Piranha uh, 3D, which. I had zero hopes for, and then was just enormously surprised by... It, it awesome. Uh, it was fucking great. And then this was just god-awful in every sense of the word. Like, there was no redeeming qualities about anything in this movie. Nothing. I feel like they tried. It, it was... I don't even know what the... I can't tell you what happened. Like, and it it was a decent setup for it, how it, like, all happens in this water park. Like, that's... That could be pretty good. Uh... And no, just nothing. <sighs> fell flat. Yeah, it was All right. embarrassing. Yeah.
3: Pete. Um, I think uh, I'm on my last since okay. ever someone took uh that's my boy. And I think this one's gonna upset Tiggs a little bit, but yeah. I thought the Raven. Oh Raven's it's fair.
1: really
0: bad. Raven's
3: fair. You know what? I
2: I've watched the Raven again recently. Um and <laughs> and he has a pet raccoon throughout that whole movie.
3: Yes, yes no. that was fucking. I just think, I just think if you're going to make a movie that's a revisionist history of Edgar Allan Poe, and it starts off with Edgar Allan Poe finding a dead carcass of a cat and then taking a swig of whiskey, it should be much better after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: no, you're you're right. It's not a good movie. No, don't don't. I I do not fault you for putting this on here. I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy. I think that it, it is ridiculously stupid and terrible, but I could actually enjoy watching uh, the performance by John Cusack.
3: Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, no, I get that. It's it's definitely not the bottom of my, like, worst. No,
2: it's terrible. No, let <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, All right, Russ?
0: Uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I... After a while, I started thinking, like, maybe... Maybe it is good. Maybe they're going to. Maybe they've pulled the wool over my eyes and I'm just a cynical asshole. And maybe this is something I would have liked if I was 13. So I specifically went into the movie before seeing it, thinking like, think like you would think when you were like 13 and just seeing R rated movies was kind of cool. It's a a fucking gutter trash piece of shit. Yeah, it is. It's it's an utter waste of time. It's not. it, it, It. I mean that guy. I forget his name who played Lincoln, uh, but he sucked. <laughs> uh, well put. And like you don't realize how much of the movie he's wearing old Lincoln makeup. That's annoying. Yeah. Too. It's just a, it's just shitty and dumb. Yeah. And has no soul. And it was written by the same guy who did Dark Shadows, so fuck him. Oh,
1: Seth <laughs> Can wow. we just say he's the worst yeah. Of yeah, the worst? yeah, I
0: would say
3: worst writer of the year. Then I definitely, I definitely that, with that prize. That's, fair. That is, that's um, fair. Alex, you got
0: one?
1: Yeah, I do. A uh, Silent Hill Revelation.
0: Oh. didn't see it. Whoa. <laughs> 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 so I'll, I'll co-sign that. Yeah. Uh, that
1: yeah. There. Thing. Guess. There, there. First off, there was no revelation.
0: so nope. Really. <laughs> uh, did they just yes. use revelation cuz it sounds cool? Yep.
1: I guess. Um no this this movie
0: it sucks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it just it it's it's it try it doesn't even get the atmosphere right which they they set up in the first one. Um it's just it's a total like breakdown of quality in every department. And there's 3D also we paid extra money to see this movie be sh- this shitty. Yeah. Um, I mean, so that's just also shows how much of a terrible cash grab this was. Yeah. So fuck that movie.
3: Um,
2: alright. My next one is going to be The Dictator.
0: I, I, I saw that coming.
2: Um, I... I don't know why so many comedies let me down this year I guess is is what it comes down to but I, I mean, I don't know if I really went into this expecting it to be good Uh. but... It could have been really funny, I think, uh, and then it was just too cheap, and it just tried so fucking hard, and it just wasn't likable
3: in any sense of the way. That I think that was one of the most surprising things. Even though the trailers made it seem like, yes, he's an awful dictator, but you at least thought you would kind of find him fun. Yeah. And he wasn't. Yeah. And he wasn't like Sacha Baron Cohen, fake, fake character, like this is a mock of something not fun. He was just purely... Not interesting to watch.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. All
3: right,
1: I, um, I think I think that's a good list. I think we covered. Well, hold, hold
2: on, I've still got some yeah. more. If anyone else has, does anyone else have any more? All right,
0: You uh, just double check. I think I have. Uh, I, I have one more. Um, Pete, you? No,
3: I'm out, and I, I would just like to take this time to say that uh, at the end of the year, I feel confident, and I want to say. Because Russ is right next to me to say that I would put not put Step Up on this list of worst movies of the year. Thank you. You're
2: welcome. Thank you. Are, you. Wow. I wonder if Russ was care. not there. What
0: <laughs>
1: welcome. Welcome, brother.
2: Uh, Russ, what do you
1: got?
0: Really thinking? It was- uh, I, just, I just have one more. Uh, it's five-year engagement. Oh, I didn't see that uh, one.
1: That was bad, but I think that was innocuous.
3: Yeah, I think This Is 40 made that movie seem better. See, but that, re, go
0: back and <laughs> and think about that movie again. Like it's it, it's the exact same movie. Just I saw it earlier when I thought like, oh man, we're gonna see so many good movies this year, and we got hit with that turd. So at least the Raven, I could I'd watch the Raven ten times over five year <laughs> engagement. That was a shitty movie.
1: That was a shitty movie, but that's yeah. that's a bold.
0: Funny, it wasn't dramatic, and Emily Blunt was unlikable. There you
1: okay. go. Alright, takes.
0: Alright, I got two more. So. Uh, but these are also
2: movies that. Uh, well, only Alex saw one of them, so I'm just going to say Chernobyl Diaries.
1: Oh, God, no, that movie's awful.
2: Uh, which was god awful. It wasn't scary. Uh, it, there was a found footage inside the found footage at one point. Every uh, death was off camera. Every death was off camera. Uh, it, it, most of it could have been just explained with a Flickr account of Chernobyl like yeah it's great scenery I guess but that, that
1: should not have been a theatrical release yeah
2: and uh, one final one is the, a movie that only I saw <laughs> but I'm also going to say this is the worst movie of the year and it's The Apparition <laughs> with Ashley Green or what the fuck ever is the movie there nothing happens and it has the plot the first 4 minutes oh. make you think it could be decent and then it well, just the
1: they believed in it there is so it, nothing to do them. with
2: the movie and it makes me so angry
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then of course yeah, just just cuz i want to know what the disconnect between the film and the trailer is
2: the poster of of her with her hand, with all those hands over her face is the very last shot of the movie
1: Oh, okay. And that's also the end of the trailer.
2: Yeah, that's that's the end of... That's the last thing that happens in the movie. Okay. Just... She's in the tent or whatever? Yeah, she's in... She, I don't... I mean, there's no real spoil in this. It's just like she, she may have died and then she's just walking through the forest and then she walks into like a Walmart and then walks into a tent
3: and then that happens. Wait, the tent was in the Walmart? Yeah. You can just go in those? Yeah.
2: There was no one else around. Like it was just her in this world that she was walking through. Interesting. As she was about to get sucked into the whatever or some bullshit, and
0: I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Uh, Wow. So, what do you guys? All right, let's turn these frowns upside down. All
3: right. Yeah. So, well, I mean, because we have a lot of movies there, but I think the easy consensus for worst of the year is uh, what? That's my boy. Would even think of something...
1: I would with... say Alex Cross. I don't know why I was thinking Alex Ooh. Cross, but I'd go with mm-hmm. that. I would,
2: I, would, I would agree with That's My Boy. See,
3: I think I would watch
0: Alex Cross uh, again before That's My Boy. I don't know.
2: Actually, you know what? When you say that, I might, I would probably watch Alex Cross before That's My Boy. <laughs> really? But I would not never... Uh, you know what? No, fuck all that. I would watch all these movies before I would watch This Is 40 again. <laughs> you guys are like... <laughs>
0: I actually I don't disagree think, with I that. I think yeah. that you guys get a little carried away. I I don't. I don't. Do you remember? See, did you see This Is Forty in theaters?
1: No.
2: See, oh. I.
0: That was the worst.
2: I would I would literally see any one of these movies over again before This Is Forty.
3: That's so, true because at least they're shorter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess there's. a I mean, uh, so three of us think This Is Forty. That's my boy and Alec Cross, but I think. Those are the three. Even though Alex is the one sta a uh, one holdout on one of them.
1: I'll, I'll I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll let it be in there. I just think that, I think it's a little over dramatic.
3: I also think the movie's a little over dramatic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> guys are getting a couple of Leslie Manns about this whole thing.
0: Wow, wow. Oh, and you're just being a non-caring Paul Rudd. <laughs> All right. All right so... Would you
1: rather I'm just a John Lithgow and just don't even.
3: All, like, right, all right, you know, all right. I don't right. even want to talk about the people in this movie ever again. Okay, yeah, so we're, we're going to move on to the best of the year. Wait,
2: so are we just leaving it uh, at the we... top? Those are our three worst? Yeah. We yeah. yeah, I all mean,
0: right. we, we'll figure that out later. But those are the three worst movies of the year. <laughs> and The
2: Apparition.
1: I don't understand this, this, this system, but that's fine.
0: Well, okay, so Al-, Al... It's like
3: the BCS. <laughs> yeah, it's like the BCS. You can't understand it because you're not a man. Um...
0: Oh, okay. oh that was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: no, so so that's my boy and Alex Cross are one and two in some order. Okay. And I think the three of us are really adamant that this is forty stands at number three.
2: I, I think this is forty stands above That's My Boy.
1: I think you got I I don't know I don't get what I don't get why it was your whole family like destroyed during while you're watching That's My Boy? <laughs> I mean this is funny because this Did you is just, like Yeah, I saw it, and it wasn't very good, but I don't think it was, like, offensive.
0: But I will, I'll agree with Peter in the sense that, like, I walked out of that movie and I was like, well, that was a waste of time. And then, like, as time wore on, like, we're aware of the fact that like some of these movies like I might have given something to four months ago that might be a three now and things like that this movie got so bad over the course of like a 48 hour period in my mind <laughs> right now it's like the worst thing ever and I don't I don't read like I wasn't like spoiled from reviews or anything yeah. it's just it it was just such a miserable experience to nice. be in the theater watching that movie. I completely agree with everything that Russ just said
2: about This is <laughs> 40.
0: Blackout drunk for Well that. And Alex Cross made me laugh at its ridiculousness. I didn't have one emotional response during This is 40. Yeah. It was like watching a marathon of JAG. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did it? It wasn't the worst thing I've ever done, but it certainly should be because it made me feel nothing. <laughs> like I, if I ever get depressed, I, I think I want my pills to level me out. To beat this is forty.
2: <laughs> I think we have to give it to this is forty. After that, <laughs> I... I,
0: but that's
3: just me. Agree, agree to disagree. I think we should move on to the best. Oh, that's that's right.
2: I think that was the greatest thing that this podcast is ever going out to amount <laughs> to. I
0: don't like that movie. Oh god!
3: Okay. All, right. All right, talk about movies we like.
0: Yeah. So Quickly. I
3: think so. We decided um, just for everyone there. Uh, the order of this is going to be: we're going to go in, in in a circle, just like we did with the worst. But we're going to do three at a time until we get to number one, and then we're going to do one, 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 one. Yeah. Uh, same same I, order. Uh, yeah, I'll start off. Yeah. Okay, so ten, nine, eight. Yes, sir. Two of these are pretty similar. But uh, number 10 is going to start out with something that surprised the shit out of me. Um, there was a lot of nostalgia behind it, but it, it blew me out of the water was uh, Dread 3D. Nice. <clears throat> just, okay.
2: just missed mine.
3: Just missed yours? Yeah. Yep. I really had it because I'm thinking about it. I, I think it's coming out on Blu-ray soon. And I yep. definitely got to get it. it I you Why the fuck they chose to release that after Christmas is beyond me. Yeah. I thought it was so fun. And I know there's a bit of a online campaign for like getting trying to get more people to see it because it was just... It was so such a surprise. Yeah, definitely. That's that's my ten. Nice nine. Which when when I really sat down to do this list, I was surprised how uh, low on the I'm sorry, well high on my no no low on my list. <laughs> I, it was one of the movies of this year. I was so excited to see, probably more than uh, most films. But at the end of the film, I just really enjoyed it. I didn't like super duper love it. Was uh, wreck it Ralph?
2: Okay. <laughs> yes.
3: I thought it was fantastic. I think there was a lot of things that could have been done better, um, but completely enjoyable. Nice. and number 8 um, as I said two of these movies are very the same cause, uh, number 8 is The Raid nice I thought that movie uh, I could watch it right now I could watch it and then once it's over I could probably put it on again um, it's one of those action movies that is you know very violent but completely entertaining at the same time yeah. without the novelty of violence being what's entertaining about it yep I uh, thought it's just very well done and, uh, you know, a quick, quick, hard movie that, you know, just just hits <laughs> you and leaves. It's tiki, too.
0: I think, uh, t- uh so Russ, 10 to cool. Uh, 10. Uh, a movie I saw literally on New Year's Eve just because I had to, I wanted to get it in, uh, before 2012 and ended, and that is Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, it, was short, which was in its favor, because I had seen, I don't know how many two-and-a-half-hour movies by yeah. the end of the year. So the fact that this was 85 minutes was already awesome. For for such... It, and it, like, I don't know. To see so many mostly TV actors really hold uh, a film together that kind of has some like pretty weighty stuff and could have been in other hands hokey and unbelievable. I thought they pulled off like a really sweet plot and story and really made you care about the characters. Nice. Uh, Number nine is probably one of the more Oscar-baity films. Uh, That's Lincoln for me. Um, I loved it more than I thought I would. I expected to be really, really bored by it. But the fact that it's actually like a fairly entertaining and at parts funny movie uh, about stuff we already know, I thought was kind of cool. And number eight, I it may or may not be on some people's lists, but I'm gonna go with Seven Psychopaths. It was just a fun movie about movies, and I like movies about movies, and that kind of deconstruct them from a number of different perspectives. Sam Rockwell can pretty much do no wrong in my book, um, so that's my ten nine eight. Nice,
1: Alex. All right. Um... Russ, you must have read mine because I, my number 10 is also Safety Not Guaranteed. Woo. Um, I thought this was a, um, a Sorry. cute movie. Uh, again, like you said, didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, I thought it was, it's the kind of movie that's, I guess, like, you know, you can show it to people that like genre movies that might not like romantic comedies and maybe they would get into, you know, the romantic side and, and, and vice versa. And, um, you know, maybe it's time travel, physics or whatever, aren't, you know, the most ironed out, like, something like a primer or anything like that, um but it's still you know, it becomes more of just you know, these people you know, getting to know each other and why they want to do these things and, and go back It just kind of explores that, like, the cute side of time travel uh, <laughs> which I really liked um, <laughs> Number, and i didn't expect to like it as, as nearly as much as it did uh another movie um my number nine uh that I saw um it's a documentary it's uh focused on stuff i really love and uh I really enjoyed it it's indie game the movie um i heard it's, the things it's it's really good and um it follows uh developers of of three different games uh go through it and you know it's it's well it's really well done uh, to the point that you know, it can get people that don't understand this stuff to actually watch and enjoy this and understand, you know, the shit people go through to make these things. Um and to see a movie theater of, you know, let's just say uh girls uh crying and <laughs> reacting to a movie about video games um is uh is refreshing of, of real life people not like Wreck-It ralphs of video games. <laughs> oh, um and my number 8 uh, a movie I really loved um, that I kept debating whether or not to switch it and, and my number 7 I barely lost out uh, Silver Things Playbook. Playbo um, this is uh, again one of the best romantic movies I've seen in years um, this is the year that made me like Bradley Cooper and uh, and Matthew McConaughey Two guys that I didn't uh, expect to ever like, and this, of course, being the Bradley Cooper. One, um, yeah, I, I found myself completely uh, absorbed in this movie and loving all the characters. Jennifer Lawrence, someone who I was never really a huge fan of, um, I really enjoyed her in this. And Robert De Niro, um, it was good to see him try. <laughs> and, and and I and I really liked it. And. Um, yeah, I, I just like this is one that, you know, um I want to give a little time and watch again um like at home or something like that and just uh, you know, kind of kind of snuggle up with it.
0: I've I have like watched it twice now in the theater and it really does it it really does hold up. Nice. And don't forget the return of Chris Tucker.
1: Oh yeah. Exactly.
0: The Revenge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Don Tiglius.
2: All right. Uh, my number 10 uh Alex just talked about it, but uh, is indie game the movie? Uh, I really love this documentary. I mean, it talks about a couple of games that I, I really do enjoy: uh, Super Meat Boy, Fez, and then it's also uh, Braid is uh, another game that's talked about throughout the movie, or uh, the creators of that. and And it follows uh, the development cycles of two of the games, Super Meat Boy and Fez, and kind of the difficulties that these what these go through, uh, like whether it be legal disputes. Uh, whether it be uh, Microsoft not putting up, you know, the game in time for them. And just like how these teams of two people are making these games that thousands of people are about to buy and that are waiting for that are just going crazy. And it's literally, you're seeing everybody that has anything to do with this game and their reactions to the entire world, like on top of them. And it's, it's kind of, it's just incredible. Um, number nine. Uh, I, I love this movie. Uh, Lockout. Wow. Uh, I have watched Lockout, I would say, 15 times.
0: <laughs> a surprise <laughs> entry.
2: I love the crap out of this movie. I, I, I don't even know. Like, everything about this movie is just, like, it's, like, perfect. It's, it's how just... does,
3: um, how does, uh, what's-his-face? Uh, oh, God, I can't even really remember his name now. Rudy? From... No. Um, guy uh, Pierce? guy. How does Guy Pierce's like, John McClane-esque character hold up in a second viewing? Was I... A- Snow?
2: Snow, yeah. Uh, I, I eventually ended up liking him more uh, than I did the, the initial viewing. Uh, I, I think it's great. I, I think that he holds up as a character and that you could just see him going through all this shit and it's, it's still funny. Like, that's the thing, like I'm finding myself actually laughing at parts where I was rolling my eyes during like the first time I, would, I watched the movie. And I liked the movie a lot the first time I saw it. Uh, but Space Jail, man. Like, what else? Come on. That's <laughs> it. <coughs> and uh, number eight, echoing Peter's number eight, The Raid. Uh, Redemption. The Raid, Redemption, yeah. Uh, The movie is just action-packed from start to finish. It it starts with just, like, the cop having to go to a raid, and then the rest of the movie is this raid. Uh, And it's amazing in in just... A lot of the the stunts that are done, uh, just uh, brutally violent at times, and just kind of... It's almost like you're watching, like, a dance at the same time just because of how, like, the technique and the form that that these people are are using. Uh, It was really great to watch. And uh, I enjoy it thoroughly.
3: Uh, Pete, back to you. All right. Um, Well, I got one thing I want to point out real quick. So far on our list, two movies that were not reviewed on the podcast. Safety Not Guaranteed and Indie Game the Movie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) here's my first surprise, definitely about how high it is, but my number... Seven is Avengers. Wow. Um, I like definitely, it's definitely a movie I, I went and I was blown away and, and really just so happy it worked. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And really probably one of the most satisfying act threes of a, uh, comic book movie ever. Yep. Um, and something that few have touched in it. May, and it's one of those movies that like it, Sure, you enjoy it, but it makes you happy for the next three years of what could happen. Right. But uh, you know, it's 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 still it's still it is what it is, and I I've always tried to cool myself on it. I watched it I watched it again, and it you know you do feel you feel the length in repeated viewings, mm-hmm. which is a little tough. But I think I think if I sat down, I could watch the last half hour anytime, any day, yep. anywhere. So mm-hmm. I'm putting that one there. Uh, next one that's so far been on one list so far, I hope it's on some more, is Seven Psychopaths.
0: Woo!
3: Mm. Um, definitely echoing Ross. I love movies about movies. And one that's like so stealthily done at times, and then really just starts to barrel, like really just snowball down the mountain until you're just like, oh, I love what you're doing with this. Um, yep, and Sam Rockwell, I definitely have to give it to uh, Woody Harrelson, playing mm-hmm. a more interesting character than I originally thought in the previews. And Christopher Walken playing one of the one of the more interesting characters I've seen on film in the last few years. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, it's always easy time. Yep.
3: Seven, six, and now five. Yep. We start to get in the big boys. Is Django and Change? Big dogs. Uh, we just talked about it the other day, but I think it's you know it's it's Tarantino doing what Tarantino does best, and that's as I said, blending directing. Dialogue acting and different styles that shouldn't fit together, yet, and and different sort of tones and moods in and like every second just just constantly changing that you know just works and that's tar- what Tarantino does in this movie was that
0: yeah. there we go <clears throat> Russ you're up uh was it seven six five yep All right. Uh, seven and I don't. We didn't review it, uh, and I don't know if it's on anybody else's lists. But uh, William Friedkin's Killer Joe. So good. yeah. Uh, this movie punched me in the face <laughs> with awesome. Yeah, it, it. I don't. I think it being rated NC-17 kind of fucked it because it obviously wouldn't have gotten a wide release or been put in many theaters. But I saw it and I absolutely loved it. I didn't think it was that over the top. I will I will give some credence to the fact that the chicken dick scene is a little uncomfortable. But Yeah,
1: that is pretty uncomfortable.
0: Uh, but Matthew McConaughey, uh more so than Magic Mike, uh redefined sort of his career up to this point. Um he, Matt and
1: Bernie for me, uh really did it.
0: Just something like I've never seen before, and I want to see more of of these types of roles from him. Uh, it's also nice to see. Um, I can't remember his name right now because he's marginalized in Hollywood these days because he's short. Emil uh, Hirsch. <laughs> what's his name? The lead guy. Uh, it's it's gonna really annoy me. Um, Emil Hirsch. Yeah, Emil Hirsch. <laughs> uh, I heard it the first time. It's no. nice to see him in stuff, but no, it's really good.
1: I thought I was dead again.
0: You, you Number six uh, would be on my list. uh was like probably one of the first movies that I knew was going to go on my list regardless, and that's Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, I'm a Wes Anderson person, and this is him doing what he does. And it's fun, and it's light, and the best performances in the movie come from children. And I think that's kind of awesome. So I won't spend a lot of time on that. And cracking into number five, which is The Big Guns, uh, for me, Paranorman. Um, It's one of the best animated films I've seen in years, and I don't know what else to say other than that. It annoys me that every 10-year-old boy didn't see this movie, or even adults didn't see this movie. It should have been a lot bigger, and it wasn't. It got dumped in August when it should have came out around Halloween. I think it's incredible. And it's the way more children's movies need to be made.
2: Nice. Uh, Alex, you're up.
1: Okay, number seven um, Seven Psychopaths. Uh, nice. And um, I, I, again, I love this movie. Um, Echoing uh, uh, Pete and Russ, uh, it's a movie about movies, but it's also just, uh, it's got the same kind of in some ways as in Bruges but also can go in a completely other direction mm-hmm. and take it somewhere really really <laughs> weird and, and, and fun uh, and smart and man they, they put a lot on Sam Rockwell and he does so well with this movie and just completely steals the show uh, but we also get just really of course crazy uh, you know acting from Christopher Walken as per usual. Yep. Uh, and uh, it was just a lot of fun, and I, I really liked it, and uh, much like I can watch In Bruges at any time, I feel like I will be watching a whole shitload of Psychon Psychopaths uh, you know, from, from time to come. Uh, and number six uh, is Paranorman. Okay. Uh, I, I love this movie uh, so much, and watching it in the theater, I was so happy, uh, um, even when it got a little sad. Uh, like, like, what's I just saying? It's, it's really one of the, the, the best.
0: <laughs> That's really loud. Yeah.
1: I was eating.
3: Thank you. Remember, yeah, I, just, I, can. I think I just dragged my computer across the table a little bit to plug it in. Oh. And it scraped uh, on something?
1: <laughs> it sounded like someone is just eating carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. But, um, but yeah, but, Paranorman, um,. He does great homages uh to um you know, kind of like old monster ghost stuff, uh, in little parts. It doesn't make that its whole thing. It's it, that's it's not like a joke kids movie. Um, it becomes something that is uh it's actually really sweet and deals with something like death so much better than Frank and Weenie did. Mm. Um and really kind of puts to Puts to shame Tim Burton for uh, you know a, a genre he helped kind of propel uh, like those like kind of dark kids movies. Um, so then uh, number five, getting to the big dogs, uh, is uh, is Looper. Um, two time travel movies on uh, on, on my list. Um, I really liked Looper a lot, and I know that it was. It was still kind of flawed, and um, maybe didn't live up to the crazy expectations that everyone had. Uh, but I still, I still really liked Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. I still liked um, uh, Bruce Willis. I thought, though, that like people like Paul Dano that we saw for a little bit really stood out. Um, I thought it set up a cool world without having to go into it so explicitly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that it was just it was really well done, and um, it was kind of awesome that they could. Put out a cool mythology for time travel, but at the same time say it's not about that. Let's make uh, an awesome movie regardless, uh, and not dwell on it. So, I uh, I really enjoyed it.
2: Nice. So, uh, digs. All right. Uh, Big number seven coming in with Cabin in the Woods. Whoa. Uh, I I mean, so what I'm saying here is that our first podcast was our best if you guys are reading into that, because <laughs> yeah, it's have out in, in the woods. Um, we started as high as we could, oh, and now here yeah, we are. No. Yeah. Uh, I thought <laughs> like, that this... What's the Raven? <laughs> that, that, was, that was still
1: pretty close to the top.
2: Still the <laughs> iceberg guys, right there.
1: spoiler Think Like a Man gets number one.
2: Um, yeah, By the way, Think Like a Man and the Raven, same podcast. Think about it. Um... I really like Cabin in the Woods, I love horror movies that's why I see so many shitty ones even though they all usually scare the shit out of me and if they don't then they're like the apparition and they get my vote for worst movie of the year Uh, but Cabin in the Woods just spoke to every single horror movie trope, everything was just done with such care just loving care and hatred and it was just the perfect blend of everything Uh, just that all horror movies kind of condensed down into one and it was just brilliant I think uh, number six, big musical number, Les Mis, because I really loved Les Mis. Uh, uh, we just talked about it recently, so I don't really need to go too much into it, but uh, for all of its flaws, I think I love Les Mis even more. Uh, I love it because of the flaws, not in spite of them. Um, and number five is Argo, uh, which I I think I rated uh, lower than I would have uh, Looking back on it because I've just enjoyed That movie so much and just being Able to talk to people like just Everybody uh, I would Talk to I would always kind of recommend they go see Argo and then uh, It didn't even matter like it doesn't matter if you know Their movie taste or not you just Go yeah go see Argo yep Um, Because it was just a great movie A great story and you know how it ends But it's still it's tense as hell You just don't know uh, Even though you know uh, so, Pete, back to
3: you. All right, we are... 432. Four, uh, yeah, we are up to 4... Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, 432. Uh, where am I? Yeah, so this came up on everyone's list uh, just... Well, so, um, two lists just a second ago, and it's Paranorman at number four. Uh, I mean, I, I, I saw it for this, finally saw it for the second time the other day, and it's a real testament to a movie that you loved and were so happy to see, but I paid attention to way more than I did before, and one thing on the second viewing that I, I, I appreciated a hundred times more was the score of that film. Mm-hmm. Um, the tense, uh, scary music was great, but also the violin piece that plays over the end while he's talking to the little girl, I think is is spectacular. And I think, you know, and, and Alex said it best, like, you know, it shames Tim Burton that someone else made the macabre so heartwarming and childish. Um, and also visually, that movie's yes. Yeah that too. Yep. So that's the number four. And I mean, I, I own it and I will watch it again and again. Number three, I, I, I have a feeling that I'm the only one who's going to have this on their list. And, and it's, it's going to be weird that it's number three on my list. Um, a movie that I could not stop thinking or talking about for a week. And it, most of the time talking to myself is cloud Atlas.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and in retrospect, loved it, and I can't wait to see it again. I thought it was beautiful, thought-provoking, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that I don't know how much Alex liked talking to me about it for like a few hours afterwards, but I couldn't stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could not stop thinking about it. Um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, number two, um, Russ hit the nail on the head that the best performances are by children, and that's amazing, is Moonrise Kingdom. Um, I, I actually left this off my list the first time around, and then Tiggs reminded me, and it was like shameful because I've been a Wes I've been a Wes Anderson fan for the longest time.
0: A Wes Anderson,
3: a Wes <laughs> Anderson. Fan. I mean, I like vivid memory of being in a crowded theater for Royal Tenenbaums mm-hmm. and feeling like Royal Tenenbaum when he goes to see his uh, uh, Margot's play, and he's the only one laughing,
2: yeah.
3: because it's kind of fucked up. Mm. There was parts in that movie in which I was laughing out loud, loudly, with what I felt just people staring at me. Yeah, me too. Um, and one of the, the best, you, know, you know, just Moonrise Kingdom is just enjoyable. And I, I can't wait to see it again. And uh, I like Wes Anderson blending a few of his styles that we've seen in the last few movies together into this one. Um, and yeah,
0: there's my number two. So 432, Russ. All right. <laughs> uh pretty much everything I think from here on out has been uh, some tread territory but uh for avengers um that it, it's hard to say it's it's it almost makes me feel sad that this is a my number one because I'm an adult now <laughs> um but it it's just so good and it's it's it doesn't Say oh, I'm gonna make a comic book movie, not a comic book. It says I'm gonna make a comic book movie like no comic book movie you've ever seen before. So I respect Joss Whedon uh, for what he did on this film. I'm not gonna talk about it too much because it's just that good. Uh, number three for me is it. It might be my like crowd pleaser of the year, in my opinion, and that's Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I the second time around cemented it for me. I just fucking love this movie. Um, it made me respect Bradley Cooper as a actor. Uh, uh, it made me like Jennifer Lawrence more than I already did. And it's just so nice to see De Niro give a shit. <laughs> um, it, it's just a really, really enjoyable movie. And it's like, it, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a night. Nice, Crowd pleasing type of movie. You'll feel good when you leave, which is nice to do sometimes. And my number two. Um Django Unchained. Um it I we talked about it just yesterday, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. I just thought it was fucking excellent. Um it's Tarantino doing a movie about a movie, but a movie about history, but a revenge tale, but an homage. Yeah. So, I like all that. I think it's his one of his most successful, if not most successful uh, blendings of all of the things that he does so well. That's that. Nice.
1: Alex? Uh, yeah, um, my four is, um, uh, picking up where Russ just left off, Django and Jane. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I love this movie, and, um, for all those reasons that he just said, uh, it's it's popular, like I feel like it's a um a really good uh, you know, example of of how good Quentin Tarantino can really be. Um even if, you know, sometimes I can check out uh for a little bit when it comes to, you know, maybe I didn't love Death Proof as much as I did the first time I saw it, you know, kinda of going back. Uh and you kinda of cool on him, you know, his movies for maybe a year or two. Uh, but then I see something like this, and I'm I'm right back in, um, and uh, I I really enjoyed. it. I thought the performances were great. Uh, again, it this could be funny as hell, violent as hell, uh, and then you know kind of poignant as hell. So um, I really liked it. And um, number three is The Master. Mm. Uh, I am a huge fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. And I just like the kind of like the films he makes. I feel like they're like the films, the works of cinema in a weird way like uh the the things he's doing now these kind of like character meditations i think um the ways that they're directed the score the the performances are all i mean they're all amazing and um he gets things out of people that 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 you don't normally see um you know I think that obviously people, someone like Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, he's a good actor. Uh, but in, in this movie, you really see him transform. Um, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I mean, we've seen him, you know, be be Capote and things like that. And I think that, you know, maybe this being an original character of him, just kind of going into it, um, who's kind of based on someone that, um, I I feel like he, you know, gets kind of lost in it. Uh, which I, I think is amazing. And, um, I don't know, I, I I really loved it. And it's not the kind of movie that you see again right away. Um but I think that it's just a high bar for for how to make a fine actual like work of art as corny kind of as that sounds. Um my number two is Cabin in the Woods. It's a fine work of art. I I love the shit out of this movie. I love horror movies. Um and Josh Whedon, Josh Wooden, Drew Goddard they um, both pay homage to horror movies and give them a good kick in the nards. Um, and I love things that can do that, uh, that can be respectful, uh, but at the same time, you know, give a, a needed ribbing to maybe push them in a better direction. Uh, and I hope that, you know, in a perfect world, uh, in a post-cabin-in-the-woods world, uh things would be, you know, putting all the, the tropes to rest that Cabin in the Woods skewered and, and bring something new. Um, but I doubt that to happen. But in the meantime, I had a shitload of fun with that movie. Nice. All
2: right, Tiggs. Uh, before I get into there, Pete, what were your four, three, and two again?
3: Um, Paranorm, Cloud Atlas, Moonrise.
2: Cloud, Cloud Atlas. Atlas. That's what I could remember. Cloud Atlas. Okay uh sorry i missed it when we were going through okay uh number four uh i think it's been on everybody's list so far uh paranorman uh i think i think we've all just kind of talked it to to death huh yeah no uh it it deals with the subject of death better than any other movie i could think of in general and not even just for kids and then it just happens to be a kid's movie uh and and i think that's kind of really special about it um yeah, it was just it was a movie that uh, moves you, and I don't know. I, I've heard some people say that it's that they don't really see where we were coming from when we when we were gushing over it, but uh, it, it hits all the right notes for me. So. Who said that? <laughs> um, I'm not going to say because they kind of listen to the podcast, or at least one of them does.
3: Column,
2: Fiat, no.
0: And someone social security <laughs> numbers.
2: Um, well, you can ask Alex for theirs because they live with him. Um, number three is Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, I, I I really like Wes Anderson films, uh, for the most part. Uh, but this one just kind of was just, uh, it was kind of the perfect amalgamation of all the Wes Anderson films. It was such a Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson film that it was like the one that he had been just waiting to make. And yeah, kids are the best actors and that's fucking amazing to get those good of performances out of children. Like, we have seen children give terrible performances over and over again in much... Just, like, huge budget movies. <laughs> what, would you say?
0: That's, that's by and large what they do. You yeah. do to go into a movie for giving that.
2: Exactly. And, like, in this one, they're, they're standing, like, next to some of the biggest-named actors and they're holding their own the whole time. Uh, and number two... Seven Psychopaths. Mm. Uh, because, two words. Vietnamese psychopath. Pete, what's your number one?
0: Uh,
3: oh, sorry, just uh, two seconds, please. Okay,
2: Shoot, I haven't seen that movie. Oh no, that's that's Premium Rush. Part so two. we
3: said, and basically for <laughs> me, how- this is forty. Yeah, uh, really, anything in my top six could have been number one, but for me, all those movies I want to see again. But this is one movie that. If I had the time that day, I would have turned around and saw it immediately again because I walked out with this huge grin on my face and I know we couldn't stop talking about it. It's on everyone's list. My number one film of the year is Cabin in the Woods. Nice. I Watching it, it was one of those movies that you find so funny and watching it again, I had Adam and Evelyn watch it. And sometimes when you find a movie really funny and you have other people watch it, you check to see if they laugh. Oh, yeah. couldn't give two shits what they thought about it. Yeah. 'Cause I was still laughing so hard at every little joke that I know was, I knew was coming. I knew every I knew the whole plot, I knew everything, and I it still it killed me. It really like it it, it just it was I don't know. I I can't I can't even I don't get shut up, everybody.
2: Nice.
0: Um, okay, I think
2: that was it. Russ, what's your number one?
0: we uh, uh we got a case of the dittos. uh Captain of the Woods is my number one. Um No, no movie I think balanced being an actually good, well-written film with being so fucking entertaining, Um, and it and also genre-busting in the sense that this movie created a whole created a mold, broke it, made a new one, and single-handedly made every horror movie that comes out have to stand up to it in my eyes, and it's barely a horror movie. (laughs) <laughs> so I think for it to do that and like now I'm like, alright, you got like the horror the genre of horror, which I love, has to step its game up because of this small little film. Uh so again, a lot of my my top five again, they all could have been my one, but this one just for the fact that it just is so defiantly good, uh, that's why it takes my top spot. Nice. Kobios. K Dog.
1: The Avengers. I I loved this movie, and it's a movie that any Alex from the last fifteen years would have loved. Probably maybe just as much. And um that that says something that like, you know, it's not too kiddie for kids, it's not too grown-up for grown-ups. It somehow bridges the gap and can actually be a oh, Really entertaining and fun, and this experiment that they're working on for all these years kind of paid off. It
3: that's paid really off. fantastic actually. I like that. That any, any Alex of the last ten years would have loved. Yeah, that's
1: and, great. Right. And, and, and yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I loved it, and uh, it's, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, there's nothing else to say. I really loved it. There you go.
2: takes All right. Um. Wow. Here we go. Number one. It's kind of weird. Cause, I don't think anyone else liked this movie as much as I did, uh, and so uh, that's why no one else has mentioned it. Uh, but this was this is my number one movie for the year. Is uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Uh,
0: it, it's it was it was close for me.
2: I really loved everything about this movie. Uh, the first time I saw it, and then I was kind of iffy on like Steve Carell's performance, and then. During the podcast, uh, Peter was kind of talking about it and talking about how, how he thought it was perfect and going through that. And I was just like, God, yeah, I think I think Pete might actually really be right on this one. And going back and watching it, and I just, I fucking love the movie. Uh, I love the love story. I love. It doesn't even matter that it's part of the end of the world, but just because it is makes it so much cooler that it's a road trip movie. And it's just like, hey, it's the end of the world. Let's go on this road trip. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was one of my, uh, yeah, I mean, that is my favorite movie for the year.
3: Awesome. Okay, so what I was doing while we were going through these all, I, I wrote out everyone's list. So did I. And I assigned points to each one. <laughs> just a basic 10th, uh, your top 10, 10 gets one point all the way down to number one and one gets 10 points. Okay. Real quick, just put this together. Um, Tied for fifth, um, a three-way tie at the top of the list, Avengers, Moonrise Kingdom, and Django. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. The third best movie of the year, then, according to us, because I, I, I counted that as fifth and fourth. Third best movie of the year, according to us, is Seven Psychopaths. Yep. Okay. Number two best film of the year is Paranorman. And the best film of the year, because it was on all of our lists and really high on three of them, is Cabin in the Woods. Wow. There you go. Nice. Right. So that's the top six if you, if you just basically assign ten points to number one and go down. Okay. I can get on board with that.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. I'm actually alright that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and really the next thing up would be, uh, Silver Linings Playbook.
2: I think. Yeah, that was, yeah. Well, that was on three. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. uh, well, you want to real quick, everybody, uh, just, yeah. just go through, without, like, getting into them too much, just go through, like, what just missed your list?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, for, for uh, since I started, I'll go again, um, uh, a lot of things just missed my list because of some things that I absolutely forgot until we even started doing this list, and then I realized, well, if you forgot about it, they were great movies, but they're not your favorites. And, and there are a lot of Oscar contenders, and I think they should—they deserve Oscars, but you know, they're not my top ten, and that's Argo, Master, Silver Linings, uh, everything else close for me was Lay Miz, Looper, Hobbit, Flight, and uh, 21 Jump Street.
0: Mm. Thought about how much I really enjoyed that film. Yeah. Uh, my list is uh, some, a lot of crossover there. Um, Argo uh, just got bumped. Uh, 21 Jump Street. Uh, I mean, Laugh Per Minute Ratio. I think it's one of the funnier movies that came out this year. Dread 3D, um, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Flight, Seeking Your Friend, uh, Cloud Atlas, and The Master. Those those are all great and I hate, like, it almost makes me feel bad that they're not on the list, because it makes it seem like, oh, I didn't like them, no, I love them. Th- these were all the best movies I saw this year, and they're all ones I could rewatch.
1: Yeah. Alex? Uh, yeah, um, my kind of best rest here is, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, um, Lincoln, Argo, Moonrise Kingdom, and a couple other uh, documentaries that I, I'd seen that I really loved, uh, The Imposter and West of Memphis. Um, really like both of those, and, um, they're probably going to be seeing a lot of them in a war team. All
2: right. takes. Um, uh, Hobbit, uh, was close. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty was close. Uh, Django was close. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that come up. Uh, oh, oh Dread was really close. I really wanted to, to try and fit that on there, but then I felt like I had the rate on there, and
3: I at least had that covered. Um, <laughs> Yeah for me I could have I really could have interchanged uh, Dread and Silver Linings.
2: Yeah, yeah, Silver They're Linings very is definitely similar really films. good.
3: Yeah. Different movie.
2: <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's that's about it.
3: Quick question um, looking over the list, uh, it's amazing how this movie was in our top the top 6 overall but it's missing from Tiggs's list is Avengers.
2: Oh yeah.
3: Uh, care to elaborate? Uh yeah, it was good,
2: you know, but uh, I don't know, like upon thinking back upon uh, about Avengers and I, I think it's it's got like a Batman Begins vibe for me now uh, where I'm just like, yeah, it's all right, but I know that what's going to come next is going to be much better. I, you, you know, you were building the world and that's cool, but that's not what I wanted to see. I wanted okay. to see a lot more.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, and, uh, and I expect more from the next one, honestly.
3: Okay, looking over this quick, just trying to check out what else kind of stands out if we look at all of us, I don't, I know it you wrote them down too. I don't know if there's anything that's weird for you. Um, no. so, um, Alex, um, yes. Alex was the only one that, that included the master. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, does anyone, cause he, he, he spoke about it really well and I agree with everything he
0: says. Does anyone want to say anything about why it wasn't on theirs? Uh, it, it, initially as I was like, I put like 20 movies, like up against the wall and sort of took them down. And that was one of the, the 20 that sort of got knocked down towards the end. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd love uh, uh, all uh, W.S. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, films. But I think this one kind of just missed it in that while some of the best acting of the year takes place in that film. I just don't know if the story for me held together as much as the individual performances. I, so that's,
3: I,
1: I can that's totally cool. hear
0: that. I can see that. Yeah. But, I mean, it was close.
3: Um, um, I'm trying to look through. Yeah, Man. like, everything else I like get, like... Well, is what, about, awesome what about
1: Cloud Atlas? Let's talk oh, about
3: that. I was at Cloud Atlas, and I had
0: Cloud Atlas high.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I liked Cloud Atlas a lot more than I thought I would, but uh, I still think it was maybe a little messy. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of like, even Pete, like, had to turn to me like the first half hour, 45 minutes, and then we just like stopped giggling. <laughs> like, kind of silly. Um, I think like, it, honestly, like, once it clicked after that like first hour, um, I really liked it. And, I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm always like, man, glad Atlas 2 will probably fix those problems. So, uh, but uh, no, I, I actually do want to see it again because um, you know it might it might jump up a little bit maybe.
3: Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, what about Looper? I know that didn't really rank too high, right? For anyone else,
0: you're the only one who had it. Yeah, you're actually. the only Looper. Um, I I really liked it, um, but it, it it was like out of out of the top twenty for me, it was probably like just missing out and like granted we see a lot of movies so if even if you're in like the 20s the 30s that doesn't make you bad but it was probably like 21 and 22 like right next to pitch perfect yeah a
3: lot of what what alex said about it um, you know that it didn't go too deep into a lot of the stuff which makes it a very enjoyable time travel movie yeah because it doesn't try to bog you down with all this information It just like here's a story um I think also oddly works in its against itself when you sit down, when I sat down to think about what was my favorites of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you're right. Yeah.
0: I
2: understand that. All right. Uh, seven Psychopaths was number one on my list for a very long time. Uh, and then Seeking Your Friend got bumped up right at the end. Mm-hmm. No, I,
3: like I I get I get why that movie could could hit for some other people more than me because yeah. there was a lot of it that I liked. I think there was just I think they made a few mistakes throughout that film.
1: Uh with... Seeking a Friend? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I still really liked it. Um but I can see just like it's one of those movies I feel like uh it has the potential to really grab you. Um
2: yeah. and I honestly wish that they had done that movie, and I think I mentioned this the last time, but I wish they had done it like before sunset, and it was just like was straight, uh, just hour and a half in sequence of these people's lives at the end of the world. Like, no, absolutely. That would have been just as that would have been even more amazing, but that I, I still got that vibe from the movie.
3: Because yeah, there was definitely parts of it that 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 that, that could have been as good as that, and you know, they, if they took out some of it, it could have it could have been that the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, and, you know, strange enough, The Raid is the only foreign film on any of our lists.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, it's, not, it's weird. This has been a year without foreign films for the most part. Like, yeah, that's true. You don't really hear a lot about Big Buzz on all those, which is very strange.
0: No, granted,
1: is kind of the, the
0: one. Worldwide, but didn't necessarily have a big release here in the U.S. Yeah. And um, I, I was, I don't know why oh. I shot you
3: with Alice in Documentary. Yeah, well, about
2: it. Uh, we wrap it up? Oh, wait, wait. What were we saying, Pete?
3: I said I don't think I've seen a single documentary this year.
2: No, oh, you should really see any
3: game. <laughs> not yeah. None. So overall, I think it's it's been a good year.
2: Yes. Yeah, no. Definitely. 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 A very good year.
3: Cool. Alex, were they good memories?
1: No, they were grand. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're quoting a movie from three, four years ago that
3: no one probably remembers.
1: Hey, because you, in my eyes, hero. See, now we're looking forward to the new year.
3: Yeah, I think I think uh, so far 20, 2013 is going to be interesting. I think, what do we have for, for Marvel? We only have Iron Man 3, right? We have Iron Man 3 uh, and,
1: Thor, and Thor, Thor, Thor 2, right?
0: Thor 2 yeah. as well. What's the Pixar movie this year? Just Monsters? Monsters oh, University.
3: Yeah. Uh, they're,
0: they're making their college movie, but I would have liked to see them do that in a different world. But yeah.
2: we
3: get The Last Stand in like two weeks. You know, it was so weird I, I, I know I meant I think this, I, think I yeah. mentioned this Alex but there was a commercial on Bullet for Bullet to the Head the other day I was like oh this is coming out on DVD and I was like oh no this never came out in theaters well, yeah. I don't know why it
0: came out already they started those, com- those trailers way too and then stopped the oh X.
2: shit It, it went straight, it's going straight to DVD now
3: no, no. it just oh. it never came out it's finally coming out oh yeah yeah it's so weird I'm excited it's gonna, gonna be a good good year guys yeah I look forward to it yeah, yeah. Um, and takes bring us home. Uh, is, is anyone else? Anyone else has anything else? Nope. Good year. I'm hoping for another one. Yeah, yeah we're gonna do. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, we're gonna continue on with the podcast. And the only other thing coming up in the next few months is our, our Oscar cast. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: Oh, uh, and as a reminder, catch us at the creek in the cave. <laughs>
3: that's the well, end that's, of my spiel. <laughs> if <it's that's, laughs> fucking do it this time, when he fucked up last night like eighty times.
2: Look, just don't give a m- whole monologue before it. You can find us on the web at com. You can find us on Twitter at MovieMoviePC. You can email us your uh, comments and complaints or whatever to MovieMoviePodcast at gmail.com. You can rate us on iTunes if you search for Priest and the Beekeeper, which is our improv troupe name. And you can catch us the third Thursday of every month at 8 p.m. at Long Island City's The Creek and the Cave. Uh, we'll be performing the 17th of January, uh, which is... By the time this goes up, probably tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see when we actually do that. And uh, we host a variety show with our good friend and stand-up, Zach Roussard, called Pigpile, And it's a fun time, so you should all come out.
0: The drinks are cheap.
2: Yeah, the drinks are very cheap. Um, and good. Yeah, very good. And they got good Mexican food, too. They do. Yeah, that they do. So we decided that we wanted an angry Russ at the end of this thing, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, I just... It's, it's always tough to make a top ten year when you realize when you're going through that there wasn't an M. Night Shyamalan movie. You gotta stop. You <laughs> fucking have to stop.
0: We've got After Earth this year and if that's on, the, if that's, if that's on your list <laughs> I just can't wait till it turns out that this is actually before Earth. Oh,
3: God.
2: <laughs> I wish we had a video podcast.
0: <laughs> no. No. I can't
1: Uh-oh. wait. Oh, gosh
0: tired to be really angry. I'm more just like se- se- quietly seething.
1: <laughs> well,
2: I'll keep that quiet seething with you then and we'll see you guys next week on the Movie Movie Podcasts.